From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. Been too long, our friends. Been too long. Our friends, our being myself and Corey Clark, welcome into this. Well, you get the microphone closer to my face, you guys can actually Come hear on, me. Come on, let's go. Yeah, what a rookie! What a rookie! It's been so long, I forgot I got to put the microphone in front of my face when I speak. He's Corey Clark. I'm Aslan Hajavani. Thanks for being here. Live edition of Wake Up War Champ presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, cptallybar.com, the website, daily lunch specials, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Fridays, chicken fingers mm. and breaded, tossed in a sauce of your choice, or they'll put the sauce on the side, chicken tenders, I should say. Chicken tenders, best part of the chicken, corner pocket bar and grill. Any live music going down this weekend that we know of, Corey Clark? I'm going to say yes, and if I'm wrong, the jukebox still works. Hmm. But I think they probably they, they have been a pretty good run of Friday night live music. And you can control the jukebox at corner pocket bar and grill with uh, some American currency, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. Absolutely. Just like Golden Tea. You can go yeah. play Golden Tea there if you want to. Some might call it NIL. We call it pay for play over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Check them on out. We are live, so we're also presented by our great friends over at Vitamin Energy, vitaminenergy.com, promo code WARCHAMP BOGO. Corey, how are you, man? You look very sporty right now. Did you just get back from a run, or are you about to head out on a run? No, no, neither, buddy. Neither. Oh. I just This is a new shirt. I got it Kohl's uh, yesterday. I had to update the winter wardrobe because okay. I don't really have anything but on three hoodies. So I decided, and I love the on three hoodies, but I've got I've to uh, you know expand the broaden the horizons a little bit florida man in texas wants to know will there be a coach speak dropping later today uh no um ben that our producer our uh, esteemed producer has had a long week traveling to tallahassee because he's moved to tallahassee and i don't think he's going to have his internet ready in time to produce it so we'll get back to that next week i believe we might have a best of though okay. he said he might be putting together a best of all right there we go uh, shout out to our guy todd dice Todd Dice, perhaps? It's 2 p.m. out in California. He's watching, listening from work. All right, nice. Good job, T. Good job, TD. We'll have Michael Langston join us towards the end of the hour. He's at Moore Center, campus of Florida State University. That's Dope Campbell Stadium where Bobby statues and everything, the Moore Center, if you don't know. So they've been hosting guys left and right. Uh, Apparently that FCS All-American offensive lineman was on campus today. They caught up with him, so... Let's get this thing going, Corey. I want pieces added. Like, um, again, benefit of the doubt to the staff. Uh, I'm getting a little bit anxious, though, that, again, I was the guy that said you could keep doing what Florida State had done the last two years, and that is going to the transfer portal, find elite pieces, keep building this thing. And at some point, you would have to wean off of it. But I didn't think it was really anytime soon. And quite frankly, I thought you could maybe rely heavily on the transfer portal. But the amount of players that are out there right now don't seem to be Keon Coleman caliber guys, uh, Johnny Wilson caliber guys, but did Johnny Wilson seem Johnny Wilson caliber when he left Arizona state? Maybe that's what I need to hope from, right? That they can develop, find that diamond in the rough. Maybe a guy who had a bad stretch at a previous institution and can turn it on here at Florida state, but no well, Jordan Travis to throw it to them. So that hurts my heart. Yeah, but you got a you got DJ, you got a guy they know. Um, and yeah, man, you know, they've got two, they've got two linebackers on campus right now, a kid from Charlotte and a kid from Syracuse. Both have played multiple years. I think the kid from Syracuse was uh maybe the the best defensive player on the team or one of them. Mm. Um, so that those those would be nice additions. Like, you know, I wrote 
it's on the site right now what I think they need on offense or what they should do in the portal. And I, and I just put one on the site a few minutes ago about what they need on defense. And, yeah, they have some needs. You know, the kid from Purdue committed to Texas A&M today. So oh, he's done. Did? Yeah, Next he's certain. done. Um, so, but I, I don't think Florida State needs to just not just give up on it. I, I think, you know, you have you have some dudes there, but none of them are proven. Patrick Payton is proven. Uh, you know, to a lesser degree, Farmer and Daryl Jackson are proven. But other than that, even Marvin Jones Jr., who could be awesome, we don't really know. And then, you know, the Daniel Lyons is of the world, um, the K.J. Sampson's of the world. You just have no idea what they're going to be. And I de- I think they desperately need at least one defensive lineman, maybe two. Uh, to, so there's not such a big drop-off from the 2023 defensive line to the 2024 one. And, of course, they need at least one linebacker and probably two there as well. I don't want to sound spoiled, but that doesn't sound like a national championship reload. Do we need to kind of maybe recalibrate I mean, expectations, or do you? Well, think look, is- I don't. I don't think this was going to be a, a thirteen and O team, no matter what what they did in the portal. I mean, that was a that was a pretty special team with a lot of unique ingredients. But again, we we'll, we'll say this every time they get a kid from the portal. But you know, Tatum Bethune wasn't. You know, I, I think this Syracuse kid is probably thought of maybe close to as highly as Tatum Bethune was, and and you know, you've got. Um, I know they're getting a visit from the DB from Alabama, who was a top hundred recruit. Earl Little uh, Jr. Yeah, and I think the kid, the LSU wide receiver, Jalen um, Brown, or Jaylen is Green. Uh, was a top hundred recruit last year. So you know there there are guys out there that have just hit the market that are probably pretty darn good players, and uh, they're I mean they're not done clearly, but yeah, I mean I think you look at who they brought in, the, the Braden Fisk, Jeremiah, they all came from smaller schools. So just because a kid, you know, played at Syracuse doesn't mean he can't be a reasonable facsimile of what you had with like Tatum Bethune, you know. But, yeah, I mean, look, they're going to take a step back. They lost a ton of really good players. You just you're trying to mitigate that step back and make it kind of just like a, a pivot and not a fall backwards. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's see what people are saying here. By the way, Todd says uh, his wife. And him met you, Corey and Jeff at CP the day before the Clemson game when DJ was still their quarterback, actually. And DJ played his best game ever. So hey, next time you're in Tallahassee, make sure you run into us. That's uh it's good luck for DJ. That was one of the best games he's ever played. Corey Bates here to spread some good cheer. Ten bucks in the jar from Corey Bates. Remember when we all laughed when first year Jordan Travis said he models his game after James Blackman? Who's laughing now? Mm. DJ Uyunglele will have by far his best year under the great Norvell Atkins and Tony T. That'd be great. Yeah, yep. man. If, if he can be a little bit better than what he was at Oregon State, you're probably not that worse off than what Jordan did from production. You know, I'm thinking like statistically, but again, man, like Jordan had been in this system for like four years. Like Jordan knew all the checks, he knew everything. Not just like throwing the ball, but remember Alex would just talk about Alex Atkins would talk about him just getting them in the right runs yeah. when they were checking the things. Like that's just and listen, nobody is taking Jordan Travis for granted. But I think a lot of the optimism right now is that there won't be a big step back from him to DJ. But I'm concerned that there will be. And it's you know, it's not a knock on DJ. It's more of like a celebration of what Jordan was, can be in the pros, hopefully. Yeah, look, I don't think DJ is uh, uh as good as Jordan Travis, but he again. 
he can get close-ish. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know if they had Jordan Travis coming back this year with what they currently have as a roster. I don't know that you would look at this team and say, oh, they're unde- they're going to go undefeated again. Like, they got they got some serious stuff that either – I wouldn't call them holes necessarily, but a lot of unproven players at a lot of different positions. And it's – rebuilding isn't the right word because that implies you could – Go, you could do a TCU rebuild. I don't know what they did this year, but they took a huge step back. You don't want to do that, and I don't think they're going to do that. But I also don't predict a 13-0 season. I mean, they they have – you don't lose Jared Versus and Keon Coleman's and Johnny Wilson's and Heisman candidates and just pick back up right where you left off because you're not Georgia yet. You know, maybe you get to the point where Georgia was where you can lose all these guys and you just return it. But right now you're not there um, – so, yeah, I mean, I know that's not the question. I do think that I, I was very encouraged uh, by what I saw out of DJ in Corvallis. I thought he was the problem at Clemson. I was wrong, clearly. Um, the offense is the problem, and he proved he can be a serviceable to pretty good to maybe even very good college quarterback. You hope you get the very good version. And he's, yeah, Norvell Atkins and Tony Tony Tokars, you like what they did with Jordan Travis, right? That was a, they turned him into a, that was sort of a reclamation project. He had been given up on by his own coaching staff at Florida State, and then he turned into a Heisman candidate. So maybe that can happen with DJ. Obviously, it's a shorter window of time, though. Yeah, but maybe we look at, you know, on a, on a macro scale, micro scale, actually, but, you know, Brock seemingly a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more capable in the bowl game versus the Louisville game. Yeah. And you think about what DJ could be with a, with a full spring and a full preseason. He's played so much football and just toe cars and Norvell and Atkins pushing the right buttons. Cause again, I mean, like he has, there's nowhere, there's no way he's close to what his potential could be, or at least I guess what a lot of people thought his potential would be as he entered college. Cause again, I mean, like the, the physical tools are there and he, he gets football. It, it's not yeah. one of these guys that can't process it or doesn't necessarily you know, understand the concepts of everything, but you know, it's, it was a, a weird system in Clemson. They got rid of a longtime coordinator. Then they got rid of the, uh, the coordinator's first year. So there wasn't a lot of, you know, great continuity for him. So he steps into this, you know, room, mm-hmm. you know, if, if he can, you know, he's six, five and got a rocket for an arm and can run pretty good. So yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna stay optimistic on that, by the way, Stefan Thompson, the, uh, linebacker. And for some reason, uh, They've got him listed as an end on PFF, though, but he graded at 75.8. That was fourth best on the Q's defense, which actually was a pretty decent defense with yeah. Rocky Long. So um, we'll get and to how, the Did the three guys above him all play a lot? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They, all, they all actually played. Um, he played 418 snaps. The guy ahead of him played 676. The guy ahead of him, 786. And then the guy ahead of him, 801. And how, and you know, real quick, I know we're doing this on the fly, but if you went to Florida State, where would that rank among the Florida State linebackers? And again, we all know we take PFF with huge grains of salt around here. It's a decent uh, comparison base tool, but it's not what you should judge people on uh, only. But what? How did he? How did Tatum and Kalen um, grade out compared to a seventy-five point eight? Bethune seventy-five point nine. The Loach seventy-five point five. All right. Seems like uh, right, right there, right there. Know. Hey, you could. Li- I thought they both played well when yeah. they were healthy, Bethune and Deloach. You could live with that kind of linebacker play. And I and look, we don't know if he's coming. He's on campus right now. Uh, they got to get a linebacker too. I would think 
Florida State would be very appealing to him. But you've got those two freshmen that played a lot in the bowl game, and we both like their potential and what they can be. You just don't want to throw them into the fire as redshirt freshmen, having never really played a true game because I don't count the Orange Bowl as a true game. Starting in Ireland with those two guys, your two guys on the field, you'd love to have a rock, uh, uh, an anchor, a dude that's been in college football. That guy's been in college football since 2020 uh, to, to kind of lead the way as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I don't, man, I feel like Blake's got to gain like 15, 20 pounds. Hey, but you, I don't try. I, why would we doubt that he would though? Cause yeah. he's already put on weight from when he, when he got here in the, when he got here in when he got here in August or when we saw him in August, I'm like, yikes, he looks like a safety. And then by the end, by the end of November, I thought, okay, he's starting to look more like a linebacker body. And now he's got nine more months to get that ready. I do think they'll get him up to where he needs to be, but I do agree that uh, he he needs to put on some weight. Shout out to Leo, Noel. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. 20 bucks in the jar. Boy, happy new year. Happy new year to you as well. Uh, I'm posting early because I'm that irritated. Nick Skirton to AM exclamation point question mark. In what world does that make sense for him? I'm thinking it's a direct result of us being stuck in the ACC scaring recruits. Well, real, real quick. Thank you for the donation, it. by the way. Thank you for the donation. Tip. Tip. Golly, get it right, Clark. Tip. Just the tip. Now I'll remember it forever. Yeah. Uh, Corey realizes as well, but I'll talk because I, I actually have something to share that I know. But yeah, he's. He's from Bryan, Texas, which is being like from Crawfordville to Tallahassee. So hometown connection. Yeah. A&M also, just because they lost Jimbo doesn't mean they lost their appetite to spend money on guys. So he probably had a very aggressive offer and it's close to home. So um, that's what makes sense. You know, some guys like going home. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, it's so hard to judge now about how well uh, somebody, a staff is recruiting or a miss here or there. We don't know what's being offered behind the scenes, but just looking at it, everything being equal, um, you know, yeah, Texas A&M is 30 minutes from his home, right? Or 45 minutes from his, where he grew up. Um, and it's not like it's, uh, you know, Rice. I mean, A&M is in the SEC. They've got good players. They send a boatload of dudes to the NFL every year. So, and they've got Elko as the coach. Yeah. So there's a lot of appealing things for AM. It sucks for Florida State that he didn't that he didn't come because they could have used him, but um it, it's not like it's out of the blue. It's not like let's say the number one recruit in the country going to a uh, FCS school. Mm. Uh, our expert on all things Texas, our own Matt Lassere, uh said that it's not even it's closer than Tallahassee is a Crawfordville, Bryan oh. College Station. So okay. maybe it's like Killarn. Maybe it's like Killarn to downtown. Yeah. Yeah, he grew up in Golden Eagle, and he's trying He's trying to get to Tallahassee. He still wants to go to Florida State. Tombo Johnson here. When is the deadline for kids to transfer? Like, when will we know what our roster looks like? Well, look, you won't officially until June. Um, but the transfer, I think people entering the transfer window, that has closed except for the ones in the playoff game, right? Well, the right? thing, too, is your deadline was the second. But schools have like a 48 hour window to process you. Right, right. So guys could have put their name, but also you would imagine those people have probably tweeted their intentions. It'd be really weird to hear a kid like their name pop up officially in the portal without them having tweeted it beforehand. But yeah, officially to enter the portal here, 
you get like, there's like a two day lead time. The schools have their compliance offices that put everything. So I would think by tomorrow, Corey, we'll know at least for Florida state. Cause the other teams in the playoff, they get a little bit more uh, runway because they're still playing football. Yeah. And then, which is odd because I know the, the reasoning is that, you know, school's about to start back up and these kids, these players have to be enrolled. Um, I don't know when Florida state starts back. I assume it's next Monday or Tuesday, I would think. Um, so you would think if, if there are going to be additions, they're going to be coming quickly. That's why they're doing all these visits here now. Very, They're doing them rapidly. They have a lot of kids on campus here this week uh, for that reason because school starts very soon. But at the same time, what if the, what if a kid from Michigan wants to transfer after the bowl, after the championship game? Well, well, is it too late for them? Because school's already started across the country. But theoretically, the, the most of the roster should be set by the end of this weekend, because they have to enroll in school. So I don't, you're at, it's a great question. I don't know the drop dead deadline for something like that, but they have to be eligible. They have to enroll in school to be eligible and they have to enroll, you know, school starts, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday of next week, I would think. Yeah. So yes, I would assume if they're going to get commitments, they're going to be coming fast and furious in the next uh, four days. Still back on this, Mark Johnson, uh, the truth Truth be told, no one predicted a 13 and 0 2023 team. Probably back to my, you know, uh, yeah. expectations for the upcoming year. I thought they were going to be really good, though. You know, I, I was saying playoff or bust for for a good bit, especially once they finally got Keon Coleman on board. Yeah, uh, I would not put that designation on this team, even if they were to get Earl Little and the linebacker from Cuse. Um, but you know, I might say you know, 12 team or bust, right? You know, you get into that playoff, so it's a little bit different there, but. Uh, yeah, you know, there might be a, a point in time where we realize just how special that team was because of, as Corey mentioned, Keon and Johnny and Jordan and Trey and Jaheim and Jared and Fabian and Fisk and Renardo and Akeem and Tatum and a lot, of a lot of them. Yep. Yep. A lot of guys, a lot of good, good players. Uh, Corey, let's talk uh, real quick. I guess some people talking about, uh, the ACC, lawsuit kind of stuff here uh something happened today with the, the the florida attorney general i guess is trying to what is it is it called discovery you're the son of an attorney be our spokesman on these matters uh yeah i don't i, I don't know the discovery starts until there's an actual uh trial necessarily but uh yeah she um she requested the contract between the espn and, and acc which again is that the grant of rights or is that something different? I assume it's the grant of rights, but it's also just the overall the, the overall con. The, the, she wants to see the actual contract because what's weird about all this, gang, is that every number you've ever seen when it comes to TV revenue and TV deals between these conferences in the networks, it's all guesstimates. They never officially come out and say this is what they're getting. You'll get the John Solomons of the world and people that do a great job reporting on this stuff, John O'Rand, I don't know how to pronounce his name, from the Sports Business Journal. He does a great job of reporting it, but they never just publish the contracts. They never just say, hey, public, here is the contract. So nobody really knows. It's really done a lot in the shadows. And this, hopefully, because Florida is a sunshine state, it has the sunshine law, uh, for that reason. These kind of contracts, especially when they – you know, they represent a public institution like Florida State should be open for the public to see. And so we'll see if that actually uh, if that happens. Uh, I, I think it would. I think they would be compelled to do this, but I, I don't know for sure.
general counsel for the ACC. Their name is Perlin Hauk. Mm, that's okay. That's a very unique name, Miss Hauk. So yeah, there you go. Um, apparently, uh, asking for an executed copy of the multimedia agreement between the ACC and ESPN, the executed copy of the 2014 amended multimedia agreement, an executed copy of the ACC grant of rights, any other executed agreements referred to as the ESPN agreement, and any other executed agreements between the ACC and the Walt Disney Company. So uh, she demands the ACC provides these records no later than 10 days from receipt of this request, noting that these public records are readily accessible. Yeah, yep. So we'll see. I mean, it is, it, it, it's not... People might, especially people in North Carolina, I'm sure, are going to think this is an o- overstepping their bounds. It's 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 political grandstanding. You can say all that, but Florida State is in the state of Florida. It's a public institution with a lot of taxpayer dollars, um, and you know, I I think that it, I think they will have to be. I would think. I don't know. Not a lawyer, gang. Not a lawyer, but I think they would have to be compelled. I don't know what their argument would be to say no. We're not giving you that. Like it's a public institution. It's an attorney general. From a state, a big one, telling you they want your uh, they they want this information. I would think that would be uh, they, they would be compelled to give it to her. Third most electoral votes, I think. Wouldn't it be so? It's New York, California. I thought so. Is it more than Texas now? I thought California. Oh yeah, I thought I thought it was California, Texas, Florida, then New York. No, no, I think New York's still above Florida. And, you could be right though. I don't know, Aslan. I don't know. I do like that you only have to win. I think it's 12 states to win the uh, presidency. little trivia there for you, gang. That's the lowest number of states you could win and be president is 12. There we go. Out of 50. We've got 29. New York's got 29. Okay. Uh, Texas got 38. California's got 55. There you go. There you go. That ain't even fair. You know what is fair? A shot. Of energy to make your day that much better. Vitalenergy.com, promo code WordChamp, BOGO, buy one, get one free. Is that the acronym, Corey? The BOGO thing? Mm, yeah, buy one, get one. That, the BOGO, B O G O, buy one, get one. Buy six, get six. Mm. Buy 12, get 12. Joel Davis was going to donate 100 bones, but the vitamin energy and his system made him give the max 500. Where did that in, in the middle of an ad read, Joel Davis? Flipping I mean, to the Madman. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Vitamin They got Florida State alums mm. making things happen, like Joel Davis making things happen here on the show, making things happen for your favorite team. He supports the program in numerous ways, yes. substantial ways. Uh, we thank him for his generosity. But hey, let's thank the generosity of Vitamin They're giving this stuff away for free. If you buy one, try it. You'll like it. Shake it and take it. Joel said so. Yeah, 260 milligrams of all natural caffeine, no sugar, no sugar crash. The world's first and only clinically proven energy shot. Give it a try. Boost your focus. Boost your immune system. Boost your workouts. Boost your mood. You can pick. There's also a variety pack if you don't want to choose. Try them all out. Vitaminergy.com. Promo code Corey. Warchamp BOGO. I love it when he says that. Shake him and take it.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Joel, personal Joel question. Davis, though, like, I, I wonder if Joel Davis, because uh, he's he's got he's got great seats for the basketball games, and I feel you know I felt kind of sad for a lot of Florida State basketball fans here the last three years. That's a good win the other night, solid win, good dub, one and yeah. one at ACC play, uh, over five hundred again. I think on the uh, on the year. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a good to see that they that they had a dub after that dud they laid against. Uh, uh, Lipscomb, and I hope, Joel, I hope you were there to see it in all its glory, buddy. They have not been really good, I don't think, since you've gotten those really nice tickets. So I hope they turn it around for you. I was tied up. Were you able to watch it? What Do you know? Do we know what went right for Florida State last night? I mean, Georgia Tech started out missing, like, their first 14 three-pointers. And, good uh, defense. Had, had, 19, defense. had 19 points at the half. I think scored over 50 the second half, but Florida State kept putting up points. They out-rebounded them, which was good to see. And Chandler Jackson, backup point guard, had a good game. There we go. Quantrell knows, Corey, at what point will this facade of student-athlete be over? Feels like the sport is nothing but pay-for-play with contracts on the horizon. Full disclosure, I, Quantrell knows, am for the athletes getting bags of money. Yeah, um... I think you're talking specifically about football, right, Quantra? I, because other sports, they really are student athletes in almost every other sport. Uh, and I, I shouldn't say in football, they are too, most of them. But at this level, uh, with this much transferring and this kind of money that's being thrown at them, uh, yeah, it's 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 completely gone off the rails. Uh, again, full disclosure, I'm for it too. But it has completely gone off the rails where this, is, this isn't even a, a sport right now. It's it's. I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's bizarre. It's just a bizarre way to run your sport. Um, so I don't know what – I don't think they'll ever just say you're here to play football and that's it. I don't think that will ever be what happens at this level. I think there will be a mandatory number of classes you have to take, just like there's always been. And quite frankly, for some of these schools and some of these athletes, it's been a facade for a while. They have made it to the point where they just want kids to come and stay eligible. They're not here to get an education, especially back in. I I firmly believe this in the 80s and 90s. Those staffs, those coaching staffs, they just wanted the kid to stay eligible. They didn't care what classes they took. They wanted them to take the worst, the, the the dumbest, the dumbest classes so they could stay eligible. They didn't care what kind of education they got. Many coaching staffs didn't care what kind of lives these young men had after they when they were done playing football. They just wanted to use them up while they were here for those three or four years. If they wanted to use their time on campus to get an education, fine. But they weren't going to push it either way. Um, so it's always kind of been a facade in that in that sense. But I do think that at some point, there will be a university. The, the salaries will come through the university or through the TV contracts to the players. But one of the stipulations will be you've got to be eligible to get your money. And so they will always be students in that sense. But yes, pay. This is pay for play. That's exactly what it is. And who knows when it'll end? Hopefully, they'll they'll come. They'll they'll figure out a way to get some guardrails up soon, so we can have semblance of uh, normalcy when it comes to knowing what your roster will look like from year to year. 
Julian Chandler, any chance we go after Quinshawn Judkins from Ole Miss, or is that a Bama type lean? Yeah, that's a that's a real that's a really interesting name, right? Because I I know Shannon Terry, who owns on three, he tweeted about this. He had he had Judkins, and these are all you know guesstimates, but he had Judkins uh value for NIL, however we calculate that at on three, at like, yeah, whatever that is, five hundred and thirty-five thousand. He thinks he might want two or three times that. And it's like, man, you're going to get a taste of what it's like in the NFL, in my opinion, because as, as, as nice a player as he is, special as he is, he's a running back. And he's one twisted ankle away from costing you one and a half million dollars to play five games. And they're just the running back isn't the premium, isn't the isn't the position in the NFL where they spend a ton of money. Dalvin Cook is looking for a job as we speak. Hopefully he gets on a good one, a playoff team. Oh, he does. Uh, the Ravens. Oh, is he already on the Ravens? Ravens just picked him up. He cleared waivers. Let's go. Oh, man. Oh, they, that, that's the backfield. It should have been in 16, Aslan. Here in Tallahassee, you could have had Lamar and Dalvin in the same backfield. We'll finally get to see it uh, seven years later. Um, so I don't think if he's going to cost that much, knowing what other needs this program has right now, as special as he is, I don't know that you go after a running back with if he's going to cost that kind of money. Agree yeah, or agree. disagree, there's, Aslan? There's no way I would give him that money. Look at me. Look at that. 4.3 yards per carry for a million dollars. Yeah, I'm all right. I'll find I'll find something comparable. I mean, he did I score like 30 touchdowns the last two years, but that offense is also it's hard to gauge what, what numbers in that offense because it scores a lot of points. It goes really fast. And yeah, it's well, it's hard to know what he'd do in this offense. Scores a lot of good points on some good defenses too, but you know, maybe the Georgia's and the, the Alabama's not as much, but I don't even think Alabama is angry as they are, which they're 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 collective literally after the game went final, posted like a minute and a half video that was like, Hey, are you upset? So are we. We need you to help fund our NIL collective so that we are the strongest, most well like endowed collective out there. Uh, again, I don't, I don't think they would rush to to drop that amount of money in the kid. But listen, I get it. He's probably seeing all these other kids that Ole Miss assigned in the portal, and there's probably dollar figures being thrown away from. They paid this much to get this kid and that kid, and you want some. And I'm sure Lane's like, hey man, like go for it. Like yeah. put your name in there. You think you get more money? I would love you to. You're not though. And if you want to come back, I'll I'll take you back with open arms. So yeah, um, I just don't think that happens. Think about that though. Like think about just where we are as a sport where that video you just talked about was a thing that was put out there was, 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 was content because what video the, or whatever the, the tweet that you had about Alabama's collective. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, man, imagine again, the Ravens losing in the divisional round and then the Baltimore Ravens website saying, are you mad that Lamar Jackson lost again in the playoffs? So are we help us get them some more weapons. Donate now to Baltimore Ravens football. That's the world we're living in, and it is upside down. By the way, shout out, though, Battle's End, apparently, because um, Stephanie is a member of Battle's End. I say that. I, I love what Battle's End has done because they're playing the game. This is the game. It's just a crazy game. Battle's End seems to be very good at it. But uh, they had so many new members in December that they ran out of cards to mail people to tell them that they're Battle's End members. They had to order like 2,000 more cards to send a battles in members. Stephanie got that email today. You so call that a go. good problem, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
All right. Uh, speaking of the battles, and Kevin Johnson says he'll feel a lot better about next season when he sees Joshua Farmer and Daryl Jackson with their battles and announcements. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have it. I, I guess you, that's again. I, I, we, I've got to adapt a little quicker. I think I've done pretty good for as old as I am. I think I've adapted pretty well to this new sport that we cover and the way college football is. But it's like I was thinking about that because I don't know that Cyprus has has put out an announcement saying he's coming back. And it's like, it's so bizarre that, you know, we live in a world where we're like, okay, when are these guys going to tweet out that they're coming back? It's like, well, why wouldn't he come? Of course he should be coming back. You know, Stanford Samuels didn't tweet out an announcement saying he was coming back. He just came back because that's what he was supposed to do. And now people like Daryl Jackson, who's played one game, we're, we're wait, you know, you got to wait to make sure that he's still a part of the roster next year. It's, it's just a, it's a crazy way to live, but I, I get it, Kevin. Um, those, those are assumptions, but right now they're, you know, they're all assumptions. Heck, they're all assumptions until kickoff in Ireland. Hmm. Honestly, they're all assumptions. Benjamin, hey, good. What's up, Ben? 20 bucks in the jar. Thanks, Benjamin. Thank you, Benjamin. <clears throat> Wake up. Driver down for the Orange Bowl from Charleston, South Carolina. Stayed the entire time. After Mike's postgame speech, I would have run through 10 brick walls for him. Y'all's thoughts on staff changes, question mark. Yes, no, question mark. Uh, Look, man, I get it. Uh, people, there's some angst with a couple of position groups because they don't recruit well. Um, as Ira said on headlines, because Jeff was like, yeah, I think they should get somebody besides Randy Shannon. It's like, all right. Ira's counter to that was, I thought the linebackers played pretty well this year. And they did. So, you know, everybody wanted to get rid of Dugans. And then all of a sudden, he looks like a really good coach because the battle's in. Get some Keon Coleman. And the, the portal brings some Johnny Wilson. Like, you know, you get better. You, you, so, and, and then Hakeem comes. So that that helped too. But again, I, I, you just went 13 and 0. And that doesn't mean you get relaxed. And that doesn't mean you uh, rest on your laurels. If you really think there's a need for a change in a position group, you make a change. The problem with Jimbo after the great run he had was some of those guys weren't cutting it. They weren't pulling their weight. Now, this was before collectives. They weren't pulling their weight, and he kept them on staff. Um, I don't foresee Mike Norvell making a mistake like that if he truly looks at his program and thinks that this guy isn't the best guy for him. I, I think he would um, make, it a, make an improvement. Um, but that said... It's just hard to start firing people when you go 13 and 0. You know, it just is. That's the reality of the situation. I, I tweeted about the other day, you know, a, another site was interviewing players like confidentially at a camp. And they said, like, I knew I only had really a top four, but I tweeted out a top 10 because I wanted followers. And I added like 20,000 followers because of it. Now imagine you add that kid because he puts your school in the top 10, his top 10, but he has no interest in being at your school. He just right. wants you to follow him on social media. You do that. He ends up going to another school. You get pissed off at his position coach for not closing the deal. And it's like the position coach had no shot. Yeah. It wasn't his fault. It's like they're 13 and 0. Uh, that's not Randy Shannon's fault that the committee did their whole mental gymnastics to keep the team out. And I know you're, I know you're saying that's not you know the reason to, to, to make a staff change, but I kind of like the way they played this past year. I don't, I don't really see the need to change anybody. 
Um, but yeah, I get the I mean, recruiting you, again, certain you, positions that are underwhelming. I get it from high school recruiting. It's the high school recruiting that we're still falling back on, and I get it. Um, um, and maybe the, they don't want to come play for Randy Shannon. I guess that's a philosophy. That's a thought. Um, so, yes, if they – if Blake Nicholson and Cryer and, uh, you know, I, if they get this Syracuse kid or somebody else comes in and this, this position group underwhelms and performs poorly uh, next year – then yeah, man, I you know it's a job. You get paid to do a job, and if you're underperforming, but I, I don't know that you would look at the linebacker play this year at Florida State and say that it underperformed. That's that's all. That, that, now does he get credit for Kalen Deloach being really fast and and you know sacking quarterbacks? I don't know. Not smart enough to know how much of that is Randy Shannon, but I do know that the two main guys and Lundy wasn't horrible, by the way. Lundy was pretty good. The the two main guys, then the third guy, Lundy. Um, you know, I thought played pretty well for the most part because they had one of the best defenses in the country. And Bethune and Deloach were a huge part of that. Thanks again, Benjamin. Shout out to our guy, T. Giddy, Thomas Giddings and the Hales. 20 bucks in the jar. He's the man. By the way, our own Michael Langston will be joining us here in about seven minutes or so, quarter of the hour. Mm. Um, Thomas Giddings, 20 bucks in the jar. Wake up. Happy New Year. As long, we definitely need to meet up next time. I think he was down uh, for the bowl game. So, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep up the good work. And Corey is Brady question mark. I think he's saying, how is Brady? Um, He's, he's hanging in there. He's 15 and a half and uh, he, he acts the part. He acts the part. So he's, we're, we're doing the best we can with him. Um, I was about to share a story, but I'm not going to because this live these things live on the internet forever. So I, I'm not going to do it. But yeah, we're we're trying. We're trying with the kid. Some good days. Uh, some you know you want to you you want to get really angry with him. I do get really angry with him. But that's life as a, a parent of a teenager. So God bless all of us. I can't. Oh, by wait the way, to... did you see the Norvell go? And thank you, Thomas, very much for the tip. Um, going back to that Norvell post game speech, did you see it? I was in the room with you. No, it's on it's on the internet, man. It's making its rounds all over social media. That's why I'm asking if you saw it. The last comment, the last question talked about running through 10 brick walls after they saw it. Oh, was it uh cinematic recap? Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it. No. Oh, yeah. So uh so yeah, man, it's 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 really good stuff. It, again, okay. even in a 60 point I I don't I'm not going to even come up with a word for what it was. Um he the way he controls that locker room and his message I think was really strong. I saw a lot of people that have no business like Buck Ballou, who's a former Georgia quarterback, who's a SEC homer, Tony Barnhart, who is the biggest SEC homer there's ever been. They were retweeting it saying, uh, you, you know, just praising Norvell for his, for his words and his, and his message after, after that game. And I, I do think when you see that, it, it, you know, you could tell the pain in his eyes, but again, I just feel like it, it should fill you with a lot of confidence in who's running this program. Just yeah, don't I, lose I, by 60 anymore. I still haven't watched the cinematic recap. I will watch this one though. Oh, I, did, I didn't watch, uh, I, I didn't watch any of it except that part. I watched okay. the uh, locker room part. I want to watch the whole thing, see how they crafted it. Um, we got a couple more we're going to take here before we bring Michael on. Jeff Mayers has got 24 bones in the jar. That's better than 20. But we appreciate every single nickel and dime. Seriously. Thank you, Thank you um, buddy. Thanks, awesome. man. 
I think Jeff also goes by Colorado. No, possibly on the uh, workchant.com message boards. Anyhow, 24 bucks in the jar. Thank you, Jeff. Corey was the title of the first of your two recent columns about portal needs originally titled offensive portal needs, or was it offensive added later offensive offensive uh, might be one of those ones that's joke is better read than said out loud. Thank you. Kindly go Knowles. I think I know what he means by that. Uh, yeah, it was the first one. Uh, but yeah, basically, like you know, I, I they obviously had a, a lineman on campus for offense that they need. Um, I do think they need to add some depth there, clearly. And then, man, running back and running back. I think tight end they're set. Obviously, they got their quarterback. Um, running back, I'm interested in what they do there. I um, mean, I know we'll get Langston on in a few minutes. Well, you will because I'm leaving. But you'll get Langston on in a few minutes, and I don't know. I assume they have somebody that they're looking at at running back. Uh, in fact, I know they at least did. But I, I think if you can get a special kid at running back and receiver, even though you've got a million receivers, um, you need to go make because you had nothing proven. We're all we're all basing it on hope. We hope Hakeem is awesome. You hope Destin Hill is great. You hope Van Dravius is great. But there's been nothing proven by any of them that says they can be a consistent. They can be a number one guy or they can be a star at this level. Portier, I think if he could stay healthy. He got really – kind of got screwed, really, with he was so hurt this year. He didn't get to play much. This would have been a big development year for him. I think he could be a solid number two, like a good number two on a good offense, right? Yeah, I, I think he's got he's got some stuff to work with. He's got some tools. But he's the most proven of the guys, him and Ja'Kai, I guess, and they're not really that proven. So if you get a guy in the portal that's out there dangling, uh, go get him. Speaking of the portal, Jane Newsom, what is going on with Malcolm Ray? Yeah, I mean he's he's still technically in the portal, right? Yeah, but he has not left. So uh, you know he played in the game. Um, so I, I guess there's a chance he put his name in the portal and is going to yank it back. Um, he did play in the Orange Bowl. We'll see. We'll see uh, if he. And you know that's a well. He told he told Ira after the game in the locker room that things are looking good for right. him coming back. So yeah, but it hasn't. He has not withdrawn his name right. yet. Uh, so it's it's not looking good enough that he's actually withdrawn his name yet. But also. You know, school starts soon, Malcolm. Like, you got to go somewhere if you're not going to be in Tallahassee. So you would think um, for, for now, unless he's on visits that we don't know about, you, you like you like your chances of getting him. And he's a nice piece, right? He's mm. not uh, he's not exceptional. He's not Braden Fisk. But that's a nice depth piece, and you need depth at that position, clearly. We got some uh, transfer portal questions. We'll pop those up when Michael hops on here because he's got the uh, the intel on that. We go to our guy, Tombo Johnson. He's back, and he brought money with him this time. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Not necessary. We're taking questions from everybody that we like. Thank you, Tombo. Uh, I said we like the questions. We like all of you that are watching. Hit right. the thumbs up. Show us that you like us. That would really be cool. Tombo Johnson, 10 bucks in the jar. Thanks, guys. Love what you do and have been a subscriber since 2017. You kept me informed and got me through the rough. Been in Knowles far back as I can remember from Aiken, South Carolina, like Dakota Watson. The great yeah. Dakota Watson. Remember that photo of him that was Photoshopped that made him look like he was 275 pounds yeah. jacked? But I did see him with uh, without a shirt on back in the day, and it was un- – and I say that now as a guy that takes a lot of shirtless pics. Um, it was uh, – he had a, he legitimately had an eight-pack. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, just a complete freak. Played in the league, I think, for a little bit with the Bucks, right? A lot of it, yeah. yeah good oh, okay, run. good, good, yeah. So he was a he was a heck of an athlete, man. Thanks, Tombo. Uh, let's pop up. Ooh, James, be aggressive, aggressive. 
Killer. Mm. Mm. James B. Joel oh, Davis yeah. also a killer, by the way. I should have referenced that as well earlier. Oh, well, James B is one of the OGs. Yeah. Happy New Year. Can you not feel the positivity in the air? I Laughing emoji. Yes. James oh, B., you know what? We appreciate you. We, you know we always do. Uh, you're a good dude, good friend, good Noel. And I do think some positive stuff is coming. And you really did just get to cheer for a team that won 19 straight games or 20. What was it? 19 straight games. That was a lot of fun. In, in fact, they've still on a, they're still on a 19 game winning streak. What happened in Miami was not a game. So, man, it's still all all things considered, it's still a fun a fun play a team to cheer for, and you got us to help you through it. I mean, what more could you want? There's nothing but positivity in the air. Theory, Corey. Um, you know how they vacate wins the NCAA? Yeah. Should they vacate the loss? I think they should vacate the loss. Yeah, well, I I wonder if they really had declined the invite, what that would have been a forfeit because somebody yeah. would have played in the game, so you don't forfeit anything. The game was actually played, so I still think you'd have a 19 game winning streak right now. You just chose not to play. Notre Dame used to do that all the time. If they weren't playing for a national championship back in the 70s, they wouldn't play in a bowl. That's why Rudy didn't get to play his junior year when Arrow when Parsegian was still the coach, and then Dan Devine was like, "Who's this little runt?" He's not playing for me until the final game of the season when they all quit on him. So, uh, yeah, you could have declined it, and I think the winning streak would have still stood. All right, last one before we bring Michael in. I'll let you handle this one, Corey. Big Swifty. Not sure if that means they're a big uh, Taylor Swift fan, or maybe they're just, you know, I don't know, some slang that I don't know about. Is the Big 12 a step up from where Florida State is now? No. No, not not in uh... – not without you know, Texas and Oklahoma in that conference. Right. No, the, the current incarnation of the Big 12, no. You don't have a Miami. You don't have a Clemson. And just go, just think in your head those those schools and then think of what city they're in. Hmm. And then ask yourself, is that a step up? Nothing against those cities necessarily, but you're talking about Manhattan, Kansas, Waco, Texas, Lubbock, Texas, Stillwater, Oklahoma, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, you know, just go on and on. I, Orlando, Orlando Florida. Florida. Who wants to go there? Good grief. Love, oh, Love my 407 people. Orange Blossom Trail for I life. Lied. I lied, Michael. Sorry, people keep asking us questions. Uh, well, this will be the last one. Line in the sand. We'll focus the recruiting. We'll pivot off here. Sky Ninja's got 20 bucks in the jar. That's really kind of him. So we'll do this. Thank you, Sky Ninja. What are you most critical of about this staff and players, and what changes would you make? Go Knowles. Sky Ninja, again, I really appreciate the question. I appreciate the tip. I just have to come back to, uh, you know, they're. I, I'm a broken record, man. They're 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 on a 19 game winning streak. They're 13 and 0. They just put together one of the best seasons in school history. There's not a lot to be critical of. I didn't necessarily like the way the offense looked down the stretch, even with Jordan Travis. Um, but Keon Coleman and Jaheim Bell were never practicing. Johnny, Johnny Wilson, Wilson missed two games with a concussion. You, you had you, the offensive line was always mixing and matching because of injury. So you never got Trey Benson didn't practice a lot. You never got a lot of continuity with the really good players on your offense and you still won every game. Um, and the defense, I don't know what you'd argue about. I mean, they, they, they by the end of the year, I thought they had, if not the best, one of the three or four best defenses in the United States. They were playing at an unbelievable level. Um, so there's not really a lot. I, I would say this. I wasn't 
clearly I was not I, – I think they knew earlier than they said that Brock Glenn was going to start against Louisville. I did not like at all the offensive game plan for that game in any, sen- any sense of the word. I, I just didn't. Like, you know you have a kid that's making his first start. Get something easy going for him. Get him into the game. And it was just – it became basically Brock, let us punt. Brock, do not do anything dumb and let us punt. And I don't think – I think he's a better player than that. And I think Norvell's a better play caller than that and a better game planner. And I thought they could have come up with something that could have produced a little more than whatever they produced, 180 yards of offense. And all of it coming basically from the Wildcat. All right. Um, let's bring Michael on. This question, uh, probably more of a Corey question than myself, but we'll we'll bring Michael on. We'll talk recruiting. Hey, Corey, thanks. Uh, we'll do a show on money for everybody. I'm going to answer cool? that question. Real, yeah, that's perfect. I'll answer that question for Lucas real quick. Yes, it does probably slow the development a little bit. But you don't go thirteen and zero, so those are the tra- those are the trade offs you have to make when you bring in somebody like Keon. Peace out, everybody. Love you guys, Langston. You're the best. Mybookie.ag promo code is WarChant. Use that when you sign for the first time at Mybookie.ag. You get an instant cash deposit bonus. No game this weekend. That's a bummer. It's a big, big bummer. Well, actually, I guess we can count Sundays. FCS national title game, South Dakota State, Montana. I, it hurts me to do this one, but we're going to take the Jackrabbits, everybody. Let's take the Jackrabbits and the under. I said it. Michigan and Washington still four and a half. Total points, 55 and a half. Let's do that. I think maybe they unleash J.J. McCarthy, Michigan. Let him throw it around the ballpark. So we'll take Washington plus four and a half. But we'll also take the over. Uh, those are my picks, I guess, officially, since I just did it on the podcast. And tens of thousands of you now have heard it, and I have to live up to it. So you bet responsibly when you go to mybookie.ag. Again, that promo code is WARCHAMP. Promo requires $50 minimum deposit and rollover requirement of 10 times the deposit total, including bonus for withdrawal. For full terms and conditions, visit mybookie.ag slash about dash us. Michael Langston, everybody. He's here. Hit the thumbs up. You've been waiting. Give it up. Uh, feature presentation. Can I use, can I use Corey's line? Like I'm the feature presentation now. You know, yeah, the, the main event is. No, I'm kidding. No, Corey's Corey, great. Corey and I are the opening act, man. Yeah, yeah you're the headline. Corey, Corey, Corey's incredible. Um, you know, so uh, love all these guys I work with. But yeah, glad to be here, man. Let's right, do it. Let's start. Let's start here, Anthony FSU. Who on the defensive line do we have a good shot at landing? Since we keep getting hit hard there between the transfer portal and the draft, and they just. Missed out on Nick Skerson. So uh, what right. looks like the defensive line out there right now, Mike? I would say the defensive end uh, from, I would say, West Virginia. Uh, um, his name's escaping me. I'll, I'll find it in a second, guys. You give me a second. Um, but um, that's probably the next one that I've heard the most about. Um, he's a guy that I think they've been very involved with, you know, from the start. I'm not even going to – it's impossible to pronounce his name. I'll, I'll spell it for, for Aslan, and I'll let Aslan give it a shot. Mm. Uh, T-O-M-I-W-A, last name. D-U-R-O, I got it. I got it handled. Okay. We got okay. it. We got okay. It. That's probably the guy that, I, that I've heard. So um, so he, he is supposed to be at visiting FSU from what I hear this weekend. Um, he's a guy that they, they've liked and, and, and there's other guys, there's several guys, guys. I mean, I think they're going to, you know, add a couple more edges as far as in my opinion, you know, I could see them adding, you know, two, 
two more uh, to go along with the one they already have in Marvin Jones Jr. So I think uh, certainly uh, they are not dud at edge. And, uh, you know, it was disappointing news on, on the – on, on the Purdue defensive end uh, because they had, originally it was he was supposed to visit FSU first. Then that kind of slightly changed. He went to Texas A&M first, and that's probably uh, – I think I think going into that, I think FSU felt like he was for sure going to take their visit regardless, but um, obviously it didn't turn out that way and maybe a miscommunication uh, or miscalculation of just – how important they were. I mean, he's from, I think, Bryan, Texas. So certainly it's right down the road from him. So uh, you're going to lose some guys, you know, so uh, unfortunately that's, that's a tough loss, but they'll, I think they'll find their edge guys. And um, certainly I think they'll, they'll fill that position uh, the way they want to fill it. Oh, by the way, our guy from West Virginia, which golly, why does it always happen? When I try to copy and paste <laughs> on the fly like that. Uh, Tomiwa. Uh, graded out at 64.7 this past year at West Virginia played and seemingly looks like every single game, uh, for them, 14 pressures. He started his career at Kentucky. So he, Mark Stoops liked him. So that's always probably a pretty good yeah. endorsement for you there. So, uh, yeah, man, defensive line. We probably aren't talking about that nearly as enough, uh, nearly as much as we probably should, but clearly they, they realize if we realize everybody, I'm sure the staff, Realized yep. it well, Michael. They uh, do. So we do have DJ Uwe Ungalale in the mix now here. Michael, what do you think about them maybe going after his former teammate in Corvallis, the wide receiver Silas Bolden? Ivy Reese Scott asking about him, thinks he would be a game changer first day with his uh, chemistry with DJ and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I think, like, you have to be careful of all the teammates you take from a guy that's just coming into a new program. Um, I think Silas is great. I've watched Silas a lot. Like he is a great playmaker and you're not wrong. Um, lie. I mean, you're not wrong. The guy is a great playmaker, but I have not heard anything about FSU and him. Uh, now, do I like him? Would I love that? Yeah. But I think you also have to, it's also about the fits too. I'm sure he's a great kid. I don't, I'm not saying I know anything behind the scenes, but I think you have to be careful of taking too many guys around that quarterback and coming into a new situation, unless everyone you know is comfortable. Everyone at FSU is comfortable. So uh, from a talent standpoint, yes. But from a you know culture and making sure the fits there, uh, I think you have to you know be careful and, and certainly you study that because I think there's certainly a guy that um, you know I think there's a really strong shot with uh, is also a slot guy. I know he's not proven yet in, in Jalen Brown out of. LSU wide receiver. I think that's one that I feel pretty good about where, where FSU sits in that previously we were close to winning that recruitment. Uh, obviously the product wasn't there uh, where it is now uh, with FSU. So it's a lot of factors and all these things that you have to, you have to consider going into this stuff. It's not about, Oh, not worrying about feelings and stuff. It's about the whole team in general. And Mike does a really good job of getting guys that fit the mindset of what he looks for in a player. Um, now, if Silas is that guy, then they go after it, then go for it. Yeah, he's a certainly uh, Silas is a top-notch playmaker, but so far I have not heard anything with him in FSU. So what went down today, uh, Michael? Uh, who, who was on campus? Uh, what have you been able to kind of uh, gather from some of these visits that went down earlier today uh, here in Tallahassee? Well, the, the first visit right, wrapped up was uh, Pearson Toomey out of uh, Furman. Um, a two-time All-American in that that level of competition kind of seemed to indicate like FSU likes him more as interior as a guard 
or center prospect. Uh, he talked about guard more. Uh, I think everything clicked perfectly. I think they got what they wanted. But they're also after several guys, too, at that position. Um, I think I think Terrence Ferguson's another one that they Ooh. like. That's another talented offensive line from Alabama. Um, there's a really good relationship with, with Alex Atkins. I would not be surprised if you see him on campus before this, I guess, this visit time for the transfer portal thing wraps up. So I think that's a guy I could see on campus. I, I checked to make sure that is this a guy they pursue, and I was told uh, firmly yes <laughs> with Ferguson. So I think – and I think FSU does a good job of making these visits not like the end all of, of we need you to commit right now. You know, we want – you to see other schools if you need to do that. And, and I think also understanding that as a person, uh, you know, kind of it, it connects with the players. You saw that with, you know, Pearson today with he's from the, you know, the FCA level. So get out there and see some places to make sure you can compare them to us. But I think, I think FSU felt pretty good about, you know, just everything and how everything went uh, on that visit. Um, he visited. And then you right now, currently you have, you know, two linebacker prospects that are on campus. Uh, one arrived, uh, I think, yesterday, and that was Nakai Hill Green, UCF commit. Um, originally, uh, my mind, I'm drawing a blank uh, where he was originally at. Uh, um, Charlotte. Char- Charlotte. Okay. So he was at Charlotte, where Alex Atkins came from. My, um, so he is on campus. Stefan Thompson, very talented Syracuse linebacker. He got there later this afternoon. He was in there right before we were we were dipping out of there. So he he arrived. I probably want to say around two. Um, so two linebackers on campus. Earl Little supposed to be there shortly. Defensive back. That uh, another one I feel really good about from the South Florida area. So um, yeah, there's a lot of activity, and it's going to get really heavy tomorrow because uh, you're going to have a lot of uh, you know potential guys on campus. Two talented receivers that'll be on campus. Wide receiver Lejante Webb. Is it Webster? I want to make Ooh, sure I got it right. It's it's Wester. You want Wester. I want to say Webster too, but yeah, it's Wester. Okay, oh, Wester. he's coming here. All right, let's go. Yeah, so he's visiting, and then you also have Jabri uh, Barber, who's from Troy. Don't know how you get 999 yards and five touchdowns, but that's uh, figure the stat guy give you a, a yard or something. But uh, he's also expected to be on campus as well. So certainly, there's gonna there there's certainly coveting that receiver position you you kind of sense they're trying to put the pieces around uh dju or whoever's going to be the quarterback uh you know to reload this offense and make it even better and i think also we've been told to expect to see uh, penny boone out of toledo running back uh supposed to be on campus then you also have an all-purpose back jalen lucas who's the brother of jakai douglas um both from louisiana it's a guy that FSU nearly got the first time. Uh, and so there's there's going to be a lot of talent, and there could be even more. Um, there, I was, I was told there could be two or three guys that I don't even have on the list yet, guys that could also be you know, visiting. So uh, a lot going on. Uh, I think it will really pick up tomorrow where, where you have some of these, uh, you know, one of these visits maybe wrapping up in Green Hill and then uh, guys arriving. Um, so it's going to be – it's going to be a lot going on. I do think potentially there's going to be some good news down down the line from what I hear. Um, you know, potentially multiple good news. Um, so I think there's some stuff going down the pike. But uh, I think overall, 
going to have a lot of talent coming in, and it, it's just going to keep going until uh, we reach that final day where they can, you know, get over there and, and host visitors. Sky Ninjas uh, been just dropping doll hairs left and right, man. We appreciate you. Okay. What happened to my soundboard? My soundboard went out. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. There it is. I was worried for a second. There you go. He's asking about Nolan and Stewart. Nolan already committed to Ole Miss, right? Walter Nolan? Yeah, is it, that's is correct. Nolan? That's correct. Uh, what and, about Evan Stewart? And then? Evan's one, I'm, it's one of those guys that I think could pop in. I know they're working on a visit. I know there's there's some good intel that feels like FSU's very much in in this picture and, and it more it more highlights again how vital I think uh, yeah that wide receiver position they really want to stockpile that thing with we know they have some very talented guys in Vendravius and Hakeem and Destin Hill who I'm I was really high on just uh, just some of the stuff I saw in the I know the Orange Bowl was terrible but I saw some nice things from him and then. Yeah, I think you want to put around some pieces, uh, you know, on offense. One, experience, and then two, maybe just get some young talent uh, to keep stockpiling uh, the talent. So certainly receiver position. Everett Stewart is one that I'm really monitoring. It's one I've been on for a while. I know they're they're working to hoping to get him in this weekend. All right. Um, KJ, uh, K-Jack the Great, Quinshawn Judkins running back Ole Miss. Do you think they'll kick the tires on him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? yeah oh yeah okay. uh i think that's definitely one that in my view i mean i haven't heard like stone cold lock that they're gonna pursue but i i've I have a feeling there there's gonna be a pursuit there um i think he's one of the best running backs in the country uh, i i love what kushan does and they recruited him uh yak recruited him uh previously so there's a previous relationship there I know they like him. Um, certainly, uh, you got a chance to add a talent like him. I think uh, I, I think that's one that I think they would pursue. So he's certainly one that I'm keeping an eye on to see if a visit set up or a place that you go see. But uh, I definitely think it, uh, in my view, uh, that's one going to be a pursuit. Do you think they would take both Wester and Barber? No, I think it's going to be one pure running back. Um, a receiver. I, yeah, I, I think. I mean, Lejante Wester and, J- and Jabri, Jabri, Jabri Park, or, uh, Barber, those guys, you think, are those both takes? Uh, I think it's probably two or three receivers. Okay. Um, um, I don't think, I can't say they're both takes, but I think they would like to add two or three. Um, but at the same time, um, it just depends on the guy when they're there because a lot of these visits aren't just like, okay, we're hosting them, we want them for sure. I mean, there's a lot of, maneuvering to see which one that you you'll prioritize a little bit more than the other uh and then and then make a decision but uh and then there's some that are kind of no-brainers that they know they want to push for but uh i definitely think uh you know receiver is seems to be a coveted position that they want to load uh easy living asks have you heard any info on possibly mateo ui ungalale dj's younger brother having any interest (laughs) it's funny you mentioned that because Matt was DMing with his dad <laughs> and just uh, his dad, he's like, well, what about, you know, Mateo? And he's like, and he gave like the hmm thing and like, yeah. like he would like it, but I haven't heard anything per se with one, him entering the portal or, you know, FSU. Uh, certainly if he entered the portal, I think it's one that they would look into, but I haven't heard anything really serious yet. All right, a few more as we uh, prepare to head out here. Uh, okay. 
thoughts on Jalen Brown. Uh, how do they look right now when it comes to him, Michael? I I, I like uh, where it's sitting uh, for FSU. I, 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 that's a guy that, you know, like I previously stated that they were close in that recruitment, but they didn't have the product to match. I think his mom preferred LSU or the family did. I think Jalen really liked uh, Coach Dugan's coming out of high school. He visited several times, big time speed guy, real big time wheels. Um, so I think the thing he doesn't get credit for is his route running. I think he sticks his routes really good. I think it's the guy that he also played with boots on, on that Gulliver prep team in Lamont Green Jr. So uh, they're teammates. They're, they have a good relationship. And then I just think he would be uh, a major addition for FSU. Not so much on product, but overall what you're going to get talent-wise with him in the whole career. Uh, he might take off early on if you're able to land him, but I think overall it's 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 not as much like these other ones like LeJonte and, and, and Jabri Barber where these are proven commodities. I think he's a guy that really boisters your talent as far as in that room because you missed on Jeremiah Smith, so it's essentially like getting another high school guy. If you can pull Jalen Brown. What about his teammate Zalen's herd? I don't think there'll be a pursuit there. Um, so read All into right. that, whatever you, way you want to read it. I was told like the fit wasn't there. I want to be nice and, and do it the nice way. The fit wasn't there. Um, certainly a talented player, but um, I just don't think the fit is there as far as what FSU looking for. I should look this up, but I, I think he redshirted. He played in 19. I don't know if Maurice exhausts his eligibility, but Jen Fari wonders, with Quayshon Sapp being gone, do you think they go after a true center? I do. I think that's one of their main things of interest of, of these guys, uh, not just the guy they hosted in Toomey's weekend, but there's going to be other guys. I think they would like a center and a tackle. That's the two positions I heard on the offensive line. Um, so I definitely think uh, they're they're trying to go after a center uh, to help one push Maurice and two just have some consistent um, you know backup. So they're kind of covered there because there's sometimes where you know Maurice has gotten beat up and you want to have an option to go to, and then there's other guys that cross train that position. But I think you'd like to have your one that's like a pure guy there. So I think certainly. Uh, that's a position I think they're definitely looking into. Maurice played in four games in 19, so he was able to preserve his red shirt. 2020, everybody got a red shirt. 21, red shirt freshman year. 22, red shirt sophomore year. 23, red shirt junior year. He's got one more year left. So there you go. Let's run it back, Maurice. Uh, also, hit the smash button, the like button, rather, smash the like button, as Dave Doherty says. Um, Earl Little Jr., question mark. Uh, What's your question? Uh, Somebody I, said, "Is he a Tyler Blevins?" Ask, is he a lock? Uh, I don't think anything's ever a lock, Tyler. Uh, but I do like uh, I, I like their chances. I put on the board yesterday, before right when he hit the portal. This is the one I've been one I've been waiting on. Um, so it, it 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 gives me similar vibes to how I felt about when Marvin Jones entered the portal. Marvin Jones Jr. I think this is another one that I, I feel will will move pretty quickly. I like where FSU sits, so there you go. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. Hit that thumbs up button. Thanks to Sky Ninja, Lucas, James B., Tombo, Jeff Mayers, T. Giddy, Thomas Giddings, Joel Davis, Pillar, James B., Pillar as well, Benjamin Haygood, Corey Bates, and Leo Knoll. Uh, Michael, 
you're busy tomorrow and the rest of the weekend, I assume, yes? Yes, until they tell me to leave and there, there's no prospects there. I'm going to be there. Uh, we'll be there every day. Um, certainly at e-development, um, Matt's done an incredible job with the updates. Uh, I've helped some of the updates, and I chime in there. And uh, Matt had some really good nuggets last night on the visits and stuff we're hearing. So, you know, we'll have a lot more, you know, until they're 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 done, which I think – what, January 11th, uh, I think you have the drop in the ad around January 15th or something like that. So I think kids will k- keep visiting. And as long as they're visiting, we're going to be there, guys, to cover it. And we're going to we're gonna give you guys the latest of what's going on. I think it's it's pretty similar of the, the target uh, types they want. I uh, certainly want some edge guys. Two linebackers, as I said, on campus already. Definitely want wide receivers. Would like a pure running back. And uh, certainly a special teams weapon and, and Jalen Lucas. So uh, I think those are a lot of the different places they want. They'd like to get it, um, some um, defensive tackle help too. I think that's a position that they're going to look into. So I, I think Aslan, Rian is like when this all thing shakes out, I think you could see probably you know ten or eleven more additions. Yeah, I was about to say. So they got DJ and Marvin Jones Jr. Um, mm-hmm. We can either count them or not. Let's count them. Count them. Do you think they add eight more to go to ten? Yeah. yeah, I think maybe even ten more. You know, oh, so right. I, I, I think it gets to that 12, 13 range. So, uh, yeah, as far as overall total numbers. So I could see that there's a lot of, of stuff they want to fill as far as holes. And uh, we've certainly seen the ones that seem to be the most coveted, which receiver, edge, linebacker. Um, you can kind of sense that with all the, you know, the visits that are happening and, and them trying to get these things uh, nailed down. All right. Well, that's a wrap for us. Felt like a recruiting chat, but it was actually Wake Up War Chant live presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, as well as our great friends over at Vitamin Energy. Somebody wanted me to hand you a Vitamin Energy. So, Man, okay. Thanks. All right, cool. Nice. All right. Stay connected to WarChant.com. Matt Lassier, Michael Langston will be camped out at the Moore Center with all the recruiting updates you need, interviews and such. Jeff Cameron show 1 to 3 o'clock on Friday. And again, everything, always, at WarChant.com, the ultimate Semo sports source. Thanks so much, everybody, for asking questions. Then hit the thumbs up. If you haven't done so already, that'd be cool if you could do it on the way out. For Corey and Aslan and Michael over there, thanks for watching Wake Up War Chant live, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill and VitaminEnergy.com.